You're listening to Blue Collar CEO, the podcast that's all about helping you build a better, more profitable, and more sustainable home service business. Each week, we'll cover a different topic that'll help enable your company to move forward to success. And here's your host, Ryan Redding. Hey, everyone. I am so glad to be with you today. So I'm Ryan with bluecollar.ceo and here welcoming you to this very exciting edition of this podcast. I am joined by someone I've known for years, the original OG plumber that we've worked with. Gosh, for a long time now, I think I've lost track of time, but it's been awesome to kind of get to know him and see his story. And I can't wait for you guys to meet him. So ladies and germs, this is Brian Wooten of Wooten Plumbing. Brian, say hi to everyone listening. Hello from the man from Wooten Plumbing. <laughs> That's right. You had the uh, whole radio jingle with the, uh, the, the man, man from, from Wooten, Wooten Plumbing. Plumbing. Whatever happened to that? It's still out there in outer space. So you're not doing anything with it? It's like dead? But It's just in outer space? It's dead. I own that recording so I can use it at any time. You should totally use that as a party favor. So yeah, for everyone who doesn't know, a few years ago, you dabbled with radio and you, it was like some dude out of Nashville, wasn't it? Th- did a jingle? Yeah, it was through KRMG, and then we hired a musician out of Nashville, Tennessee, believe it or not. He was so awesome. He was just uh, one of the most charismatic men I've ever talked to in my life. We were on Skype, and that was five, six years ago. We were doing Skype or whatever, and we were talking, and he was singing to me, and he made that song right there in front of me in like two minutes. I was like, that's it. Keep it. I remember like listening to a demo of that being like, that's really cool. Like it was just a, like him and a piano, wasn't it? It was like really low key and real simple. Oh yeah. And then he came back later and had like all the orchestration and it was, it was really cool. It was, it was, he makes a nice living for herself doing that. That was, uh, that was back when you were first dipping your toe into like the big boy marketing. Yeah, sure was. So, I know your story. I've seen you grow from like working out of your house. Literally, for those who don't know, you used to live like <laughs> right over my hill, you know, like what, two miles away from me or something, if that. Yeah, you could fly your gun over to my house, no problem. And I totally probably did a couple of times. So tell us about the man from Wooten Plumbing. Tell us about your business, your story, kind of where you are, just to help paint the scene for those who maybe don't know who you are yet. I'm from Enid, Oklahoma. I'm a third generation plumber. I still consider myself a plumber at heart instead of a businessman, even though I've kind of been involved into the businessman area. And I started out, been plumbing all my life. I moved over here to Tulsa, Oklahoma from Western Oklahoma, a little place called Enid, Oklahoma. People might know it from Vance Air Force Base. Moved over here, worked a job, picking up side side clientele on the way and kind of just dove into business, really not a business plan or anything. And I really stayed stagnant for a good eight years. My first eight years in business started up like in 08 during the houses crisis. Everybody remembers. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, it was a terrible time to start a business and I prayed about it. And uh, here I am today. So it's been a fun ride. It's a great business. And now you're your next star. Yep. How many trucks are you running right now? We have six trucks on the road right now, but that's by choice. We could have a lot more. Our labor shortage is one of our biggest obstacles in today's industry. The labor shortage is for sure. The training seems to take longer. Getting guys on board to do the trades and blue collar work as your radio station, you know, the podcast, blue collar guys that want to make a great living. It's been hard to hire guys. I mean, I remember you complaining about 
hiring new people for years, like before the kind of current crisis or current crunch that we're seeing like post COVID. Right. You've kind of approached it in some interesting ways. Like what sort of things have you found successful or at least how have you wrapped around how to attract quality guys, how to keep the quality guys? Like, Are there any sort of things that you found more effective than others? Well, we, uh, I've tried every way. I usually start from the hardest first. So I did that. And uh, just trying to hire journeyman plumbers, you know, with a license. The license was the most important part. Tried it my way for eight, nine years, 10 years. Got in with Nexstar. They started teaching us the importance of training. That is what these guys are wanting. They want training. They want to sit down at a job and retire from there and have a nice living and a nice life all throughout their career. And um, if we can provide that, we'll then provide our workforce. So that's what we're finding out with this with this uh, new generation is that really, you know, you, you can't put them all in a, in a corner and say, hey, hey, these guys won't be blue collar right. because you know as well as I do, there's as many now as there was back in my day when I was starting out. But um, they still want the same things primarily. They want training. They want good money. They want time off. They want their family time. They want their deer hunting time. And wages seems to be at the back of that category, believe it or not. That's what I found. Yeah, it's almost like it's quality of life is almost as important or if not more important than how much money is coming in on their check. Right. And I know for a while, I don't know if you still do this, but you would do these things like where you'd have like the families come together, you know, because at one point, like your guys are running like 60, 70 hours a week. And you're like, all right, guys, screw this. This is nuts. Let's have all the team together, all the families. We're going to do a cookout at my house. Like you were really trying to celebrate and foster the family sort of environment of not just work hard for me and I'll pay your check, but also you want them to enjoy what they're doing and who they're with, you know? Yeah. Instead of giving away uh, greenback dollars as a prize for whoever gets more reviews for the week, give them a day off. That's what they want. They want a paid day off with their family. And um, I don't think that's too much to ask for. So that's what we've started doing. We've really started concentrating on this 40-hour work week. That's what we this country was designed around. I know a lot of people say I work 70, 80 hours a week. Myself, I've never really enjoyed 70, 80 hours a week. So <laughs> I don't think anyone loves it. Yeah, 40-hour weeks, that's the key to having your help. And give them the opportunity to make a living inside of that 40 hours a week. A good living over and above. If they have a young one, one of them can afford to stay home if they're willing to put in the effort to make a career of this trade because it's still a great trade. Yeah, and I know I know a lot of guys, this this is like obviously you're a plumber, but I know a lot of other contractors when they're not complaining about having helpers, you know, like someone to hire to do the work. Right. It seems like the next thing that they start complaining about is like, all right, they got the guys, but now heck, that payroll is really expensive. Yeah. You know, by the time you do the payroll taxes and the benefits and, you know, all these sort of perks and bonuses. And like, how do you think about just the cost of keeping guys on your workforce so that they'll work for you? Like, how, how do you go about thinking about that? Is that a headache for you at all? Or No, not at all. It, um, the cost is considered overhead for our helpers, our trainings. That's an overhead cost. So that's built in whether it's sunshining or snowing or raining, or if we're busy or not busy. It's an overhead cost. It's called training, and that's the key. If you train your techs right, they will go produce the revenue. So I'm less worried about payroll now at, say, twelve to $15,000 a week than I was ever when it was $3,000 a week. 
I was way more scared when it was three to four thousand dollars. But am I going to have to dive into my discovery card? You know, yeah. those questions were popping up. Now that we're more organized and we are putting the tr- the the front loading the problem, I call it front loading it, getting the guys trained and the ladies trained all the way from the um, dining warehouse to our dispatch. Every role is so important; it's critical. One link in the chain drops, and um, you're in trouble. So you have to stay in front of it, keep them trained. We have training five days a week, not three days. Really? Five days a week. What kind of stuff do you cover five days a week? That's that's a lot of training. What do you? What does that look like? We do two classrooms: one on Monday, one on Tuesday. Those are next star videos. We have two. I believe it's Tuesday and Thursday. We'll go out and we'll set a hot water tank. Um, we'll build a shower pan. Tech, the real technical. We'll get into the guts of plumbing and teach them the basics: shower pan, hot water tank, sewer lines, and we sure. set up these demonstration classes. And we'll actually build a wall. My right hand man, he'll sit there and build a wall, put a shower valve in it, take it apart, put it back together, right in front of them, explain every bit of the way. And um, we've started doing that. And then Fridays are kind of just a motivational class. We like to motivate our guys. We like to celebrate that we had a good week. We're well on our way to our numbers on Friday. We're not playing catch up on Saturday. And everybody takes off on Friday by 3.30, 4.30 o'clock. And it's a perfect work week. And you guys aren't running calls 24-7. Are you doing Saturday, Sunday calls or no? We are 24-7, but it has to be a true emergency. We don't try to generate revenue by working overtime or working 24-7. We're just there to help our customers. Um, We want to take care of our customers and build new clientele on the weekends. We'll go out, we'll get them, we'll get them satisfied, get them temporary water on, get them temporary gas on whatnot, and then finish the job on regular working hours. Like since I've known you, I've seen like from the outside, I've seen a lot of this arc, you know, like you were saying, Hey, you made a go at it for what, eight years by yourself. And mm-hmm. I remember at one point you saying like, you're trying to get any lead you could off of like Angie's list and home advisor. You're just like, give me whatever. What to you, as you've grown and as you've gotten these guys under you and as you've built in these training processes and putting these next star practices in the place, what's been the most surprising part of doing all that? Cause that's the departure from like turning a wrench. It all came together. It seemed like in a year and a half, two years. And you were part of that puzzle at the very beginning, Ryan. So I tell everybody, you know, I owe you a, I owe you a lot of gratitude for that. You are a, one of the first pieces of the puzzle that really got me up and going to be able to generate the revenue that I needed to get organized. Cause I didn't have a bank to go to and say, I need $500,000 to get me by for three years or family. I started off right. in the back of my truck and you kind of led me along, got me on Google, started getting me more organized. I started um, being real annoying to you, hanging out with you, trying to, <laughs> trying to grab, grab onto what you learned, you know, and um, it started working out. I will also give um, God the glory because, you know, that was a that was the number one key factor. So I put my trust in him. I don't want to start a sermon here, but that was my number one. And then kind of you fell into place right after that Sunday in church. And um, I had the I had the willpower to get out of that truck. That was my goal. And I didn't look at the farthest star. I looked at the closest star and it was like eating an elephant one bite at a time and started piecing together. You know, when you started that Google, that really set me back spending all that money up front on um, wasted Google AdWords. I was spending one year, mm-hmm. I spent 14000 as a one-band truck on Google AdWords. 
that's a lot of budget. That was probably around yeah. 20% of my budget. Okay. And it wasn't even great back then. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but it was not. It was very right. expensive yeah. to, to um, use Google AdWords. It still is. Too expensive for me today. So you were one of the biggest blessings that I had starting out. I feel like if you're going to run a business today, you better be up there in the top three to five front page of Google, front page of Yahoo. You know, you better get yourself up there or you're going to struggle. One of the things I think that's unique about you, I mean, there's a lot of guys who want to be on page one of Google, right? And there's a lot of guys who just like, just give me all the leads. I think you, how do I say this? You, I think early on were committed to getting out of the truck, to thinking about not just turning more wrenches or turning more wrenches faster. Like you from the get-go were committed to growing a business and not just having a job. And I think Nextstar was a huge step on that. But I think, honestly, I think you showed those signs early on too, of as you're hiring and as even then you're trying to figure out how do I train these guys? Because as I've got to know you and your story, you're a third generation plumber. No one in your family has really built the business like you have. So in a lot of ways, you were kind of like building the plane as the plane was in flight, you know? Yeah. It's still an experiment today. And it'll be an experiment when I have 20 trucks out there. Russell Crowe will uh, vouch for that 100%. Next Star gets us a long ways as contractors, but there's a lot of gray areas that we have to color in. Did you say Russell Crowe? And did you mean Russell Fur? Or Russell Fur, I'm sorry. Russell Fur with Cold Pepper Home Services. If he's listening to this right now, I want him to know that Brian Wooten called him Russell Crowe. And I think, I think that's an improvement. <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty buff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but Russell Crowe was Noah and Gladiator, dude. I know, but he's not like that anymore. I mean, that that was back in the day. <laughs> hey, Fur's probably still buff. Oh, he totally is. He's terrifying. And if he's listening to this, please don't beat me up. He's massive. So taking care of employees, building the training. Mm -hmm. One of the things I remember early on you were committed to was like, customer service. And I know, I know a lot of guys think they do customer service. Well, I think a lot of guys maybe go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to make customers happy. What has that journey been like for you of understanding like the role and maybe the importance or how you train taking care of customers? What, what is that like for you? It affects every aspect of your business. Um, your customer base can make you or break you. We have found that if you take care of your customers, they will take care of you. Regardless, I have some of my very first customers. <laughs> I remember you when you were a one van shop. I have them call me every week. I'll, I'll have people call me. Hey, um, we know you're not in the field, but we had your guys over and they were awesome. And that's well, awesome. You know, and that feels good when we do that because I didn't feel like I was near the technician that I'm putting out today in the truck. Oh, interesting. You think you've upped the game on the guys who are doing work. Under your name. Oh, oh, definitely. These guys, um, these guys today, these younger guys, man, they're getting after it. They're diehard. They take it serious. Um, I've got military men. I've got uh, just young guys that could have been doctors, could have been IT guys, could have been anything they wanted. But they decided to do the blue collar route. And um, I don't know if it's appropriate to um, to go as far as to saying what they're making, but they're triple digit guys. They're making great money. I can't say enough about the trade. And I think it's going to a better place. I don't think it's going left like a lot of people will say and sit around complaining. Then they'll be complaining when they're 70 years old that it's just gotten. I don't buy that. I, I buy, I think that's an excuse. If your help hears you complaining like that 
and they can tell whether you like them or not. My men will tell you that Brian will be the first to go in a ditch. And I'm not bragging on myself at all. It's just they appreciate a blue collar owner also. Oh, sure. Russell, he'll tell you the same thing. They respect you if they know you can do what they can do. So you're a one up if you're a technical man yourself, you know, and you can get it done. You have to learn all aspects of it to the dispatch and everything. Just one more topic to give a little bit of help for contractors. The one thing that was always in my subconscious that I didn't want to bring out of my mouth because I didn't want to jinx myself was getting hurt on the job. Hmm. Getting hurt on the job is serious business. You can really take a downturn in your life by getting injured. It's a company's job to protect your employees, to go over and above in protecting your employees' security for their home, for their newborns, for their wives. You're really one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle for their family. We have to take that serious as employers. And if we'll do that, short-term, long-term insurance, pregnancy leave, you know, do your employees very well. Treat them just like you treat your customers and everything will fall together, will come together for you. Yeah. There's a lot of guys who will say, when you take care of your team really well, the team will take care of the business. I think it's easy for a lot of business owners to maybe forget that. Because they start looking at like their P&L. They try to cut costs. Like what can you do to get your net profit? Yeah. You know, don't cut it from the labor. Don't cut the labor. Now, when you take care of your team, they will in turn take care of you. It's funny <laughs> hearing you talk. For those who don't know you, I have said this about you for a long time. I feel like you are one of the most generous people I've ever met. Like bar none. I won't tell you stories, but I guarantee you, you're more generous than um, just about anybody I know. And that's one of your, that's one of your good qualities that, just can go unsaid because it shows everywhere you go. You know, you've helped dozens of contractors and you pour your heart out to it. That's why you're so highly recommended is because if you're going to take a client on, they better have a passion for what they're wanting to do in life because you're there to push them and you're going to push them. They better be real sincere. And that's the only thing I'll be upfront and honest with when your customers call your potential customers. I let them know, unless you're really serious about turning the corner with your business, Ryan, is not your guy if you're not serious about turning the corner because he will he'll he'll get you there. It's funny, I tell guys a lot that there's a joke in marketing that great marketing makes a bad product fail faster. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Like we can do our work and we can say, hey, here's more calls, more leads, whatever. But man, if their pricing's off, they're just gonna go bankrupt real quick. If their customer service sucks, all they're gonna do is get a really bad reputation really quick. Yeah. There's a lot of pain that can come if they're not ready to like really start building the business and not just running more calls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And a blessing in disguise was running that truck for eight years alone. Yeah. Why? Why why'd you say that? Well, because I learned about growing pains before the pains really crippled. It was hard oh, to get in big trouble by myself. It's easy to get in trouble when you have fifteen people relying on you. Those eight years were the worst eight years of my life. But they were really worth it because that was an experience that I had to get. And that's an experience. If you go into a next star room full of contractors, 95% of those guys did it just like I did. Just like I did it. Same story. You wouldn't know those guys. Um, they, they all call themselves the, the biggest small shops in town. I had one of them tell me that <laughs> in Chicago. And that's bragging. I didn't realize it at the time, but that's bragging because, Ryan, what he was saying was he doesn't advertise. Just like Mr. Hershey's, my advertisements in my chocolate. That guy's the biggest small shop in Chicago. That's a big city. It's a huge market. He runs off a of word of mouth. He runs, um, I'm sure he has a great SEO person. I hope it's you. That really hit home to me. The quality has come up in our business. 
I used to be about price and revenue. Come on, revenue, bring it on. And um, I was starting at C and working my way to A. You've gotten really good at saying, this person so-and-so is not my customer. This person over here is. Mm -hmm. And turning down work that isn't your customer saying, hey, we're just going to focus on these people. You've told me, like, I know we've been like having a glass of wine and you'll be venting about the amount of people who are not your customer who take up your time, take up your energy, you're running calls. At one point before you're doing a service charge for like this batch, I don't know if you remember, you're like you were running all over town doing YouTube tutorials for people who are never going to be your customer. Right. You know, and you finally said, that's not my customer. I'm going to stop giving people YouTube tutorials. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're hundred percent right. You have to target your clientele and they should be close to your area. And you should keep your men in those designated areas. You should know your zip code. Man, that is such a huge deal. Chicago is a good example, right? For those who don't know Chicagoland, it is massive. Mm -hmm. So Brian and I, we're both in Oklahoma. You can drive across town if you had to, what, 30, 40 minutes? I'm in Wausau. I get to my shop in 30 minutes. So I'm the farthest edge to the farthest edge, Caddy Corner. Yeah, that's like you can't get really further out and call yourself metro area. No. 40 minutes, right? In Chicago, a two-hour commute is not crazy. And you're still within Chicagoland. Uh, Houston's another massive market. These guys who are trying to say, hey, they want to cover all of Chicagoland or all of Houston. As a marketer, I go, that is silly. Like, Focus on your zip codes. Focus on where you can keep your trucks running on the road in houses. Yeah. Not stuck on a highway for hours. Yeah. Being motivated to be popular to the masses is dangerous in the contracting world. The smallest, biggest shop in Chicago, nobody knows him in the store. There's something to say about that. I would say concentrate in your area codes if you can. If you have to reach out, that's understandable, but don't make a habit of it. Try to veer back to your zip code. Stay, fight, stay yeah. in that zip code. Because when gas prices go up and down and economies go up and down, like we're... Um, starting to kind of see right now, our profits should not go down. Growth should decline. We might not see as much growth, but the profitability should stay the same because your whole team will combine together just like we're doing right now. And we come together as a team and we grab ideas from each other. How can yeah. we get more efficient with our material, with our gas, with our advertising? That is Nextstar's one of their best features. They do a lot of things really well. Mm -hmm. But I think the efficiency... The efficiency is really what they hammer home. Like, yeah, they've got massive companies in there, but they're not saying, hey, run 100 trucks, 200 trucks on the road. They're like, no, 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 no. Get really, really good at six. Right, right, right. They talk numbers. That's something I had to move into when I became a businessman instead of a plumber running a truck or a plumber running a few plumbers was understanding percentages and what we want to work on percentage wise and do not go below that percentage stay at your percentage yeah. you're you're good enough for it stay at your percentage if you can't get your percentage by advertising to this target of customer maybe look at veering away from that area zip code and move to a um you know a, another zip code and i'm not saying a rich zip code poor zip code you got to get the numbers that's all it is you have to get the numbers yes so there's a lot of guys listening to this podcast and gals too i hope who maybe they're not plumbers maybe they are what are like two or three things that you go hey regardless if you're a plumber you could be an hvac contractor you could be pest control doesn't matter what are two or three things that someone listening to this you go guys if you get nothing else from this pay attention to these things what would you say and encourage those guys take care of your help they'll take care of you that's number one. Take care of your customers. They'll take care of you. And take care of your material and everything else follows in the shop. If you can control your material, 
You can control your labor cost. You can control your material cost for sure. Um, your advertising yeah. cost, everything follows your material. Just like right now, we're paying double digits for some of this stuff. I'm glad we learned the savings end of it. Saving a dollar saved is a dollar earned. Yep. True statement. We're, we did the same amount of revenue probably as we did um, last year, not very much more this year because, you know, we had COVID. Our percentage was a lot better though. And we all feel it as the employees all the way to me as the owner. A higher percentage off of the same gross. Yeah, that's awesome. That's next star that'll get you there, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of good literature to read and a lot of YouTube videos you got to watch when you go home. You dropped a lot of really good nuggets. So I am really, really grateful that you took the time because I know you're busy. And honestly, you probably wouldn't be driving around your brand new truck that you got or something. That's not the Jeep Gladiator. I'll talk all day. If I could save somebody a little bit of headache, a little bit of pain and anguish, I will talk all day. It's finding guys that are listening to this station right here that want to better their self. I have an open phone. If anybody needs any help, the other way around. If people do want to reach out to you, if they want to be like, I need to talk to this Brian because maybe I'm where he was or he has a unique perspective or I want to hear this jingle, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, you can give me a call. Give my shop a call, 918-241-3900. Ask for Brian. Just let him know that you're a fellow contractor or thinking about becoming a contractor or a journeyman. I make all my phone calls. So give me two or three days and I will get back to you. I guarantee you. 918-241-3900. 918-241-3900. That is the man from Wooten Plumbing. The man, the myth, the legend, Brian Wooten. Brian, seriously, thank you for your time, man. Thank you. You are so, so selfless. And yeah, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, guys like Brian have amazing stories. If you have an amazing story, we'd love to hear from you. But yeah, check us out at bluecollar.ceo and we'll come out with another episode next week. But Brian, again, thanks for your time. Wootenplumbing.com is your website, 918-241-3900. And guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Blue Collar CEO is produced by Citizens of Sound. This episode was hosted by Ryan Redding, author of the book on digital marketing for plumbing and HVAC contractors and founder of DP Marketing Services. This show also includes much help from Shelby Nichols. You can subscribe to Blue Collar CEO on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us online at bluecollar.ceo and find us on Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review.